mystical way. Here on Season 5, we try to talk OT overtime, not during the regular day job, and on target, hopefully, to help you. And from an occupational therapist's perspective, trying to give a thought of the day how we could help those around us live more functionally, more independently, more occupationally, in order to make sure that everyone can have a way to be more functional. So here on OT, on Tony Talks OT, we want to talk about different things that can help and different aspects and different things that could be more functional for your life and for your existence. And we're going to talk today a little bit on one of my favorite things to use, and that is of Play-Doh. So when I think about Play-Doh, I find this to be one of the best materials, one of the most awesome things to use. Not only is it good just for kids for the aspect of play, and we know that the main occupation for students, the main occupation for kids is that of play, but in general, there's so many things that could be done with it. You can use it for play, but you could also use it to have writing and pre-writing skills for hand strengthening. When they have it in the hand, they could fix and they could strengthen those core musculature of the hand, in the fingers, in the palm, in the thumb web space, on the sides. Play-Doh is fantastic. You also write into Play-Doh. You can use a writing uh, element to write into Play-Doh. You could draw into it. You could use a popsicle stick. You could use a pen cap. You could use so many things. And you could also work on different skills of scooping and releasing and grabbing and, and letting go. That's called uh, grabbing and releasing, especially like if you make the Play-Doh into little balls. And you can use it in a way, and you can use it with tweezers, you can use it with tongues, depending on how you want to. And you can get kids to have those three fingers really be involved in the Play-Doh. And it's such a wonderful sensory texture. I will warn you, though, if Play-Doh sits out uncovered, it will get hard, and it will get ruined, and it will get nasty, and it will be fequenty. That's a word that I made up. It just won't work. Also, I would warn, if you have little kids, if you're working with little kids, don't let them mix up the colors because then the Play-Doh gets really ugly looking, really gross looking, and not so pleasant to work with either. So you got to make sure to cap it right away, to put it in the container when it's done. You could also have them try to make different shapes out of it. You can make them make different letters out of it. You can make different numbers out of it. Play-Doh is a fantastic texture, a fantastic element to use. We have a whole episode a couple of seasons ago about Let's talk Play-Doh for the love of Play-Doh. But the thought of the day is just to think about using Play-Doh in this season. How can it help you? How can it help kids around you? If you're a teacher, if you're a parent, or you're someone that works with kids or no kids or knows kids, Play-Doh is a really fantastic element, fantastic thing to use. In our own house, we have tried Play-Doh, of course, over the times. But when the kids were younger, it was literally plastered on the wall. Not such good artwork. It, again, when it dries out, it gets very gross. But... You can use it in different areas and different elements. There's also Model Magic, which I'm a big fan of. It's kind of like Play-Doh, but it has a little bit of a different texture that is meant to stay out and to and to be set out so that it can harden and take form and take shape. It almost becomes like a ceramic type of a thing. It becomes a hardened type of a texture, almost like a putty, pottery kind of a thing, that ceramic kind of a thing that hardens out in the open. But Play-Doh is a really, ele- a really elementary aspect, but really not just elementary. You can make so many cool designs out of it, and there's so many different Play-Doh tools that can be used, too. I know I have a roller in school. I used to have a Play-Doh cutter, and there's a shape maker. They, there's a spaghetti one where you can push the Play-Doh through, and it comes into different elements. It comes into different aspects. The thought of the day is how can you incorporate Play-Doh into your day? 
How can you incorporate Play-Doh into your life, especially for kids, especially if you work with kids? It could be a reward. It could be a precursor. I actually like to use it as an opening activity or a closing activity because the sandwich session is the way I like to go. In the beginning, we do something to warm up for a couple of minutes. Then we do the main thing. Then we like to close off with a different activity. And then, of course, I like to send them off with a sticker and um, a little animal a little plastic animal in the past I've used squishies too, but Play-Doh really has a major element in my office, in my practice with working with kids. I have a whole box of different colors. One kid might want red, one kid might want blue, one kid might want green. Play-Doh is very colorful. It is very lively. It is very cool. It's a good texture. It's a good feel. Make sure to incorporate Play-Doh into your day. Even adults can use it in college kids and high school kids and middle school kids. Everyone can use Play-Doh. Play-Doh is fantastic. It really feels good, really great texture. Use it in your days. Use it in your ways. Make sure to incorporate it, especially for fine motor skills, for pre-writing skills and writing skills, for cutting skills. I have many times cut with scissors, practicing with using the scissors and play with well. Make sure to incorporate it into your day. This has been Tani Talks OT. Join us next time as we talk about a thought of the day, hopefully in a practical way, your way, and I'm your host, Tani.